anyone who's watching now, not watching this live and wants to tune in, um, welcome. And uh, thank you for tuning in. To, this is like, we've done live streams in the past, but I think this is the first half decent one that we've done. We finally have the chat set up. I have some graphics laid out here. We're in, I am currently in a Japanese net cafe, an internet cafe. I paid $13 roughly for five hours of some of the fastest internet I've ever seen. I'm in a room that smells like baby, baby wipes. Um, as uh, we all know what people do in these rooms when there's porn available and the door is locked. So uh, that's definitely a thing here, but I've, I've got my hand wipes. I've, uh, I'm trying to stay somewhat sanitary here. And I'm gonna be discussing basically my story leading from through about three years ago. Uh, I might, I hope I get like the years and the dates right, but like roughly three years ago, um, my journey from knowing nothing or having no interest in Japanese culture or the language to now just getting hired as um, an assistant English teacher, um, an entry-level position, yet it's a full-time position, one where I can afford to live on my own. I'm getting a sponsorship from the company that I'm getting hired with in order to get a work visa. And I am a small YouTuber who loves, who loved to, still loves to, but um, discuss Japan as I studied there for a year and experiencing things as an American and the things that surprise me, the things I love, the things I kind of don't like maybe. Um, and I regularly post those kind of videos of like travel um, and I put a lot of time into try editing those and keeping them condensed and entertaining and insightful. But sometimes I like to do things like this live stream in our podcast where it's a little more open and I can ask more questions directly or you guys can and I can engage with you guys. So welcome. And let's get started, I guess. So I guess um, let's go back to um, what year would have been 2014-ish, 2013-ish, where I was two years graduated from a, basically I started college and I didn't know where I wanted to go in my life, but I knew that I had an interest in studying abroad or no, wow, I'm <laughs> studying abroad still on my mind. I actually said it. No, I had an interest in studying filmmaking. Um, to me, it sounded like fun. I was actually originally interested in graphic design. Um, I applied for a school called uh, the Portland Art Institute, which is a school in uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, United States, which I'm happy I actually didn't get into because it's very expensive. And I have a lot of friends who did do it. And luckily, they were able to find work and they, they found their passion through it. And that all it all worked out for them. It's a very expensive private school, so um, alternatively, my my friend suggested an alternative, uh, not graphic design, but filmmaking program at a community college near me, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do filmmaking. I knew I liked to do editing um, as like a hobby, doing like home movies. When I was a kid, um, without going into too much detail, me and my whole family, I, mostly my brothers and friends, we made our own reenactment of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, basically condensed the movie, like the, the top, top scenes into like a 15 minute uh, movie, which we did back, you know, back in the day, old school, we did it all in the camera, where instead of like recording a lot of footage, putting it into a computer and being able to move things around, you'd literally just hit record, stop, and then go to the next scene, set it all up, hit record, stop, and if you messed up, you had to rewind and erase. So you'd always end up, while you're watching, you'd get like a frame of like a mess up because it was really hard to time it like it was all on like actual tapes this was before sd cards like that's i'm, I'm getting old um so i knew i loved to do that so it sounded like fun so i applied for the program i loved it it was two years um basically you just learn how to operate dslr cameras how to edit um on different uh operating softwares and um we we at first did final cut pro anyways i did two years of that and after i graduated i didn't necessarily have a job right off the, right off the bat 
but um, I, I knew that I wanted to take a break from school until I like figured things out. So I decided to apply for jobs and um, just kind of wait it out. So I was working part-time at a, um, for a while, I was working part-time as a, as a concert security, but I'm so small. I wasn't really a security. I was more like an ID checker. Um, and while working there, um, I, there, we had a work party one, one day, like every year they have like a work party where it's open bar and anyone who works there can come and get free drinks and hang out. And I decided to go because I was just recently turned 21. So I was like super, uh, very immature. I'm still immature, but I, I really look back myself a few years ago. I was just, I was so like, I was a very different person. If you, I actually have an alternative channel. If you really want to see how, like who I was a few years ago. Um, I mean, I was still me, but just very different. And, um, I have a channel, it's called eMart or I think it's called eMart and eMart five, I think is the, the, the channel. It's, it's like in my featured thing on my channel. If you want to look at it, I used to be really into video games and posting things about like virtual reality and stuff. So that was my first ever YouTube channel. And, um, anyways, when I was at the work party, I remember I was like seven drinks in, I was really drunk and, um, uh, a, a big man, a big, uh, a bigger man approached me and came up to me. He was, I mean, not this, it applies to the story. He was gay. And he comes up to me and he grabs my hair and goes, <laughs> I'm trying to do the voice, but he goes, oh, honey, <laughs> you need a haircut. <laughs> because at the time, um, I know people comment, they're like, hey, your hair's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. It's because of this guy. He's my barber to this day. This was three years ago. And I've been seeing him every, I go to get my haircut from this same guy. He works at a beauty salon in uh, Portland. And a beauty salon for me at the time, just the idea of that was like beyond like way, way too like feminine for me, way too like, just, I was very, just very different. And, um, so I used to buzz my hair. I used to just have, if you saw it, my, my haircut was awful. It was just like, it was just like, I would just buzz it just even all the way around. And it was always just like fuzzy. And like, it was, it was just so, you know, just basic. And so I, I ended up talking to the guy, but I was obviously kind of like creeped out. I'm like, who is this? Cause he's like touching my hair and stuff. But he was basically like, yeah, I work at a hair salon and, um, he was basically just kind of networking. He's like, you know, if you ever want to, um, get a haircut, maybe you can come and try and I'll give you like a, a free haircut first and see how it is. Cause I was really skeptical. Um, and I'm really happy I followed him up with that because, um, I hit him up and he gave me a haircut. I loved it. My hair was short at the time, so it wasn't like crazy, but just the way he cut it and just kind of the procedure and like they kind of shampoo and all that stuff. I was like, wow, it was such a new experience. Um, but he did it for free. So I said, why not? And I almost didn't go. Well, a few months later, um, um, still getting my hair cut from this guy. And, um, three months later, I think three or four months later, you know, I mentioned to him that like, you know, I'm working, but I'm working part time. I'm still living at home with my parents and I have no money. Like, I just, I don't know where I'm going in life. And, um, I like to do video editing cause I, I have a film background, but I don't really like doing, I'm more of a, I like to edit more. I'm not as much, um, a camera operator. I really, I really hate film sets. I hate film sets. I think they're awful. I think when I do YouTube, they're fun because I'm, I'm in control of everything and doing everything. But I think, being like a producer or a director sounds like the most stressful job in the world. So I mentioned this to him and, um, he, he said, well, Hey, actually, I, I know a guy, he's a friend of mine. He's a producer. Um, he just moved up here from Hollywood and he has a company, uh, where they, they do a lot of sports content for like college schools and stuff. And they're actually looking for an editor. Like, would you be interested? And at the, when I, he's like, yeah, they work with Nike and Adidas. And it, for those who don't know, Nike is from where I live. I live in uh, Portland, Oregon. It's from Beaverton, Oregon. That's where the main headquarters of Nike is. Um, so everyone in Portland wears Nike stuff. Um, I know I have some friends who can help me get discounts. 
And um, but when I heard the word Nike, I was like, dude, there's no way. Like I'm a new. I, I was just out of school. I had never had any like professional editing experience as far as like a hired position. So I, I, I wasn't really interested. I was like, man, there's no way. But he encouraged me. He's like, just just email. What's the worst? They're just going to say no. Long story short, I got the job. I applied for it. And they, they I told him them like, hey, I'm, I'm new. I'm totally new. I'm green. But um, if, you sh- if you teach me, I will learn. And I will work my ass off. And I did. I worked for two years. Um, unfortunately, two of the three, so there was three owners of this company. It was just like a kind of a just started company and been out for our production studio for, um, there was like, let's see, there was two, there was one other editor, one other guy who was kind of a data management, uh, guy, like less editing, but he could edit, but he was more like when a shoot was done, he would manage everything and, uh, organize it. He was kind of an assistant editor. And then I was the new editor. And then there was one promotion guy who like kind of helped like kind of our, uh, social media guy, I guess. And then there was three, three bosses. The main boss was my, my boss, Jim. Um, he was, he's, we still are in contact. I saw him just a couple months ago. Great guy. I love, he's like a middle-aged guy from, um, Hollywood and he's very successful. I believe he was actually, I'm spinning. He was one of the editors on Home Alone. If that puts a, puts a scale. He, he, he was the kind of like, a um, what's the word? Not an apprentice, but he was kind of like the, um, he learned how to edit under the editor who edited The Sound of Music, the movie The Sound of Music, one of the biggest movies of all time. Um, it's He has the Oscar, actually, I think, in his home of that man because they were very close and that man passed away and uh, he has it. So he's, he's very he, – he knows his shit. And um, basically he started the company with two other guys, younger guys that were out of college and trying to look – looking to become producers. Unfortunately, those two guys were complete – fucking assholes pieces of shit scumbag dirt and i say that if they're watching it fuck you guys like fuck you you know why i'm sorry i got a little heated there for the two years um again it was my it was my first job so i wanted to work really hard i figured like um okay i'll say this like it was really hard work and i was getting like grinded and like working overtime and all this stuff but i didn't mind doing it because it was like okay I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. This is this is totally normal, right? Like you start a job and you you work your ass off for the first five, 10 years and then you you make something to yourself, you know? And I didn't mind doing it, but the problem was is that my main guy, Jim, he was so high like in the company kind of as a producer overseeing everything that he wasn't the one looking over my shoulder and like bossing me around. It was these two other guys, complete fucking scumbags. And they, I, I thought it was just me who thought this, like maybe I'm just complaining, maybe I'm just like, uh, I used the word at the time, I would I called myself, like, am I just being a bitch? Like, am I just not, I need to man up or something? Like, what is this? I then realized that all the other people working there felt the same way, and it got, it was a very uh, toxic environment in that like, we'd go out to lunch, and the whole time we would just vent on like, oh, he did this, oh, this, I have to do this, this is fucking sick, we would go and like, we started like, we were having beers at lunch because we were just so stressed. Um, they'd have me come in on Saturday. There was a time, there was a period where they had me come in literally every day of the week, Monday through Sunday, just continuous for 12 to 15 hour days for, I think, I think I counted it. It was almost 50 days straight. No, 60. It was almost two months straight of literally basically living in the office, getting, it was, it was slave work. It was, it was a sweatshop. And, um, I was getting money, but it wasn't like for the amount of work I was doing, it really wasn't enough money. They were, they were, they were, uh, abusive. They were abusive. And, um, again, I thought it was just me. Um, and after two years, 
I'm getting into the Japan stuff in a sec, but this all leads up because this is all like a big chain thing of meeting that guy and meeting Jim and then all this stuff. So basically what happened was through that and all the stress and all that stuff, I got to a point in my life where I was like, man, I think I need to go back to school. Like, I think, I think this is a great, that being said, I never burned the bridge. I think this is an important part of the story is that although I put up with the shit and I hated it and those guys are, those guys can fucking, I fucking hate them. Um, one, I learned a lot through Jim because Jim was still there and occasionally he would put in his insight and I learned a lot about storytelling. I think I owe a lot of my editing skills that of skills, but I use that word, you know what I mean? Any editing skills I have, I owe to that job actually. And so it wasn't all a bad thing. It's just that it was a very toxic, it wasn't a, it wasn't a healthy creative environment and which it should be. It should be relaxed. It should, you should be um, like motivating and hardworking, but not a sweatshop. And um, anyways, so about basically like a year and a half, two years goes by. Um, while working at this company, um, I was living in an apartment with my friend Brett. If you guys have seen, have I posted a video with Brett? Yeah, I have. Um, it, there's a video I have where we went camping in Washington. I have, I have more videos with Brett when he came to Japan last year that I'm going to upload. Um, him and I were living together doing, uh, I guess in Japanese, if you need a vocab word, tarigurashi, which is like two people living together. Um, while we were living there, we, um, hosted a party one night. Um, with like just some close friends, just kind of a kickback, just some food and like hang out and drinks. And, um, one of his friends who was coming to the party asked if he could bring his roommate who was an exchange student from Waseda university, Tokyo. And we said, hell yeah, that's cool. Like I, I, I thought it was so like, so interesting. I was like, oh, a Japanese person. Like, does he speak English? Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, of course, like as an American without an interest in Japan, my, my first thoughts were like, oh man, like. I need to ask because I was such a video game nerd. I'm like, I need to ask him about like Super Smash Brothers. Like, I'm sure he likes that game. You know, things like that. I was totally ignorant and like hilarious. But you know, I, it's it, what can you do? And basically, so he brings this guy over. Super nice guy. Um, he's hilarious, even for Japanese and being like a very like polite and like shy person. Freaking hilarious. And the, the cracks, the jokes he was cracking, even in like his kind of like you know, not poor, pretty in, intermediate level English was was great. We were doing. Uh, I, I, I suggested we do kamikaze shots together. Like, that's how comfortable we became. Like, kamikaze? He's like, oh, kamikaze. He's like, he's all kamikaze. But we did shots, and we played Smash Brothers together. And um, I still remember the joke he said, um, just because it's so funny. I've mentioned it before. But basically, we were playing Super Smash Brothers, and it was a really close match between him, him and I. I was playing Marth. He was playing Captain Falcon. And it was the last stock. It's the last melon. We're on Final Destination. This is for all the marbles. And I somehow win. I beat him. And he throws his controller, gets on his knees, and puts his hands up and goes, World War Two, we lose again. <laughs> and we still, we still reference that joke all the time. And I've probably said it on this channel like three plus times. Um, anyways, as you can probably tell, um, through him, um, I became interested in Japan suddenly. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cool. Like is this, is this like what Japanese people are like? They're so nice. Like, this is so much fun. Like, so I, obviously I called him up like, Hey, if you ever want to go get, of course I suggested, if you want to go get sushi or something, if you know any good spots, let's go or something. So we did through him. I met three other individuals, um, all from Waseda university. I'm still, you know, in contact with them. And when I told them I got the job, they all messaged me saying like, dude, like, holy shit. Like they, they were freaking out. Um, and their English is very strong because Waseda university is a very prestigious school. So they are some very smart individuals. Um, He's actually becoming a comedian of all things soon. He quit a job. He was working as a, 
he, he was working at an insurance firm or whatever you call it, just a company. And he found himself, he just got to a point where he's like, this isn't me. I'm making money, but I'm not an insurance guy. I'm a comedian. And he's actually doing it. He's going, he's like graduating from a program soon. And I, I wish him all the best. I'm so stoked for him. I can't wait to see him live. Even I, There's no way I'm going to understand his fast Japanese, but I've seen some of his stuff and it's just his emotions and he is fucking funny. So when he does debut, I'm going to promote the shit out of it. And you guys are going to help me support him because he's great. Um, so when people ask, you know, how did my um, Japanese interest begin? That's it right there. I met I met this one guy and it's, I was so impressed and was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot Japanese food's pretty good, huh? Like maybe I can ask them about recommendations. So I started looking into that and um, I my first words I learned in Japanese, the first word I learned in Japanese was chukusho, which means shit. <laughs> it literally means shit. So you know, like if you're mad or something, if you guys watch anime, I'm sure you hear like chukusho, like it's it's one of like the few swear words that they have in Japan. And um, so, yeah, and then we, we ended up hanging out. There's another guy from uh, Tokyo that became good friends. Uh, Shuya was his name, and is his name. And um, we went camping together. We did a lot of trips together and just had a lot of fun. So I always told them like, hey, if I ever go to Japan, like let's hang out. So let's fast forward a little bit. So it's now been, so that was probably about a year and a half into me working at that job, the sweatshop job. And, um, um, again, I still do owe a lot to that job though, because one, it got me, um, money, but it also led to like where I'm working with the Blazers. Now the producer who's working for the Blazers was the other employee who worked there. So we have a very strong connection in that we both came from the same shithole and we both like, hate. we always bash about the sweatshop. And now I'm in the blazer office and people are like, Oh, it's five o'clock, Eric. Like get out of here. Like go home. Like it's go home. And I'm like, I always reference like, Oh, this is no sweatshop. And like, so that's always, that's really great. And, um, so, yeah, about a, a year and a half into that, I met um, the, the Japanese people from, uh, you know, Japan. Grew an interest, and then um, later, um, the stream's still going, right? I hope I'm not just like, yeah, I think it's still going. And um, uh, I got to a point with the job that I was really, I was really depressed, just because I was, I, I was actually depressed. I found myself, like, coming home and just getting drunk every night, because I couldn't handle the the stress and just the, I felt like I've kind of felt like, um, I think one hard, I'm not like, I'm not a person who has a lot of experience with a lot of depression. I know if, if anyone out here is, um, um, battling depression, it's, it's a very, it's a very serious thing in that you feel like no one care. Like, at least at the time I felt like not that no one cared, but that I couldn't like express to people how, how I actually felt. Like, even if I like complain and was like, yeah, dude, my job sucks. Like I hate my boss. Like, Oh, I love Jim, by the way, if Jim's watching this, Jim, you're the, you are the man. I, I, I owe you so much to like how I, where I've gotten just in my life. And uh, I'm really thankful for that. The other two guys, they can fuck themselves. And, um, I've lost my train of thought going through that. I'm sorry. But, um, what was I saying? Yeah. I found myself, um, depression. It, it got to the point where it's like, I just felt like no one really understood. And I feel like people didn't understand what I was really going through. They thought maybe I was just venting. Um, so like no one was taking me seriously. And I was, I was actually depressed and, um, I was gaining a lot of weight. I was actually kind of fat at the time. If you, if you look at pictures and like videos of me, not fat because the standard of fat is so ambiguous nowadays, but I was not, I was chunky. Like if you ask my little brother, he would say I was fucking fat. Like this picture of me with my shirt off. A friend of mine has a photo that's so funny. It's me like holding an inner tube and it's like just because the inner tube's round and like my whole body was kind of like round and chubby. It's like, it's so bad. Like it's so funny. If I ever find that photo, Actually, no, I don't know if I'll ever share it with you guys because it's embarrassing. Maybe, maybe someday. Maybe, like, you know, people say, like, 
I'll uh, do a handstand for 20 bucks. Like maybe, maybe I'll be like, all right, 20 bucks gets you the photo. I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not trying. I'm, that's kind of a joke, but I don't really mind sharing it. Actually. I'd love to find it. It's on Facebook somewhere. Anyways, I was, yeah, it's a sad story, but I was, um, um, I was really depressed. I was coming home and just drinking like beers after beers, shots, cocktails, and just getting fucked up every night. Um, because it's just, I felt just awful and I felt kind of alone. And, um, so I decided at, you know, through the, um, meeting my Japanese friends and stuff and having an interest, I said, you know what? I think it's time that I move home, like just get out of the apartment and go move back home and, um, go back to school. Cause I'd like to just get, I can't do this forever. And, um, if anything, I can maybe still work in film, but I need to get my bachelor's degree if I want to like have a life in the future. So I quit my job. I put in my two, I put in my, my weeks, basically like three or four weeks. Um, so again, this was the important thing is I never gave up no matter how depressed I was or how like out of an alcohol, that wasn't an alcoholic. If my mom's watching this, she's going to be crying. Mom, I wasn't an alcoholic. I swear. I just, I found, I just found myself not in a good place. And, um, it was not like I was like craving the bottle. It was just like, I was just like, I'm going to get drunk again. Like, I don't know. So I love you mom. And I'm, I'm much better now. I'm clean. And, um, so, um, where, where am I here? I'm sorry. I'm getting, I keep getting lost as I go on these little tangents here, but basically, um, yeah, I decided, okay, I'm not going to burn the bridge because I, I still want to use these guys as a reference and I always can. I can say I've worked with Nike. That's a big thing. If I can say that it's, it's just, it sounds cooler than it actually is probably. And, um, so I, uh, yeah, put in my two, three, four weeks and Hey, you know, I appreciate what you guys have done for me. You guys have taken care of me so far and taught me a lot, but I really think it's time that I go back to school and I just, I find, I, I feel like I'm kind of burnt out right now and I think this is something I need to do. So I did, really glad I did. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to study, so I didn't really care. I just wanted a degree. So with a little interest in Japanese, I decided to go for a global studies degree originally. So my first year, which was, I guess, kind of, not wasted, but kind of wasted, the Japanese was there, so that was good. But the classes I took for that whole year were kind of like a waste because I'm now a Japanese major. Um, but yeah, I was studying for a year. I was like, okay, and I'll use like Japanese as kind of like a, like a, um, a minor almost like, like while I'm getting like a big degree, I'll do this just cause I'm interested and I'm glad I did. Um, I did two years of that in college and, um, through that, obviously my interest in Japanese grew. I met more Japanese people. Um, I just, I had an interest in the language and I felt, I found myself because I think, I think because I was coming out of such a shitty situation out of such a like depressed mode that finding something that like made me like excited and motivated and like happy and not like, cause like uh, something with depression is you just have no drive. You have no motivation. You don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. You just want to like sit there. And, um, this was the one thing where I was excited to come home and like study and show up to class prepared. And like, I don't know something about it. There's just, it's kind of sparked something I think, um, in my life. <clears throat> and, um, so I, um, did that for two years, loved it. And, I, and somewhere within that line, I decided, you know what? I think I'd love to study abroad for a semester. So I, I messaged my first friend. His name's uh, Diotoro, by the way. And um, the comedian guy. I messaged him because he was my go-to. I'm like, hey, man, you studied abroad in America. Like, I, I kind of have an interest in Japan, but I'm, I'm really not sure if I can handle studying abroad. Like, I don't know if I'm made for it. Like, is it expensive? And he's like, it's very expensive. I said, oh, shit. Okay. How expensive is it? He says, well, you should ask the school. So that's what I did. I went and set up a meeting. Um, with, uh, the, basically the study abroad ac academic advisor and say like, Hey, I don't know anything about what I'm about to ask here, but I'm basically, I'm kind of interested in studying abroad. Uh, Japan is where I'd like to go. Um, how much is it? And I asked basically just that question. And she said, well, actually, 
because we're sister school, and I, originally I wanted to go to Tokyo. She said, "Where? What, what city do you want to go to?" I said, "Tokyo," because it's the, it's Tokyo, right? It's the, that's the it's the big city, right? And she said, "Well, okay, okay, you can go to Tokyo. Um, it's going to be about six times as expensive, though." And I said, "Oh, well, what are the other options?" She said, "Osaka." And I was like, "Osaka." I won't even lie. At first, I didn't want to go. I was like, Osaka? What's, what, is that, like, boring? I was looking up some pictures, and I just saw pictures of Kyoto. And I'm like, yeah, there's shrines, but, like, is it fun? Like, I don't know. It looks kind of, it looks kind of lame. And she said, well, the, the, the reason Osaka is my recommendation is that we're sister schools with a school called, called Kansai Gaida University. And I went, okay. She said, that, being, that means that the tuition for Kansai Gaida is the same that you're paying right now to be in America. And that, that was the, that was the moment where I rethought my kind of my college life for the next few years in that I went, I could be living in Japan, having Japanese food, making Japanese friends and learning Japanese, paying the same amount that I'm paying right now. Like I'll backtrack a little bit. It is more expensive because you're traveling, you know, rather like I was living at home at the time. So I had no rent. If you're studying abroad, you have to pay for your housing, you have to pay for your food, you have to, you know, fend for yourself and stuff like that. So it is more expensive, but the, but my tuition was the same. So if you happen to go to Portland State University, uh, or any, uh, there's a lot of universities in America that are sister schools with Kansai Gaidai, the, the, um, they call it the, um, just the, 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 basically the tuition and, um, is, uh, the same, or it was the same for me. So then I decided, okay, maybe I'll do a semester. I actually originally wanted to do two years. I was like, actually, maybe I could just study there and graduate there. But they basically told me, like, you can, but the programs they have are basically one year. And doing two years is kind of like a waste. Like, it's not, it's, it's better for you to just go for a year and then come back and finish. And I was like, I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe that's actually a good thing. So then I started at that time. That's, I think, when I started the YouTube channel in that I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Japan. It's going to be so much fun. Like, oh, I've got to record it. I've got to record it. It's going to be such a fun experience. Like, are you kidding me? It's going to be crazy. And um, so I uh, was thinking about it and I'm like, well, I have my YouTube channel, the the video game one. Like maybe I could like promote it on there or maybe I could just use the same channel and make a new one. And that's when I decided like I would love to I, – I actually spent like a few months thinking about it. You know, as a guy who just got out of like film school and stuff, I'm like I could actually maybe – make a pretty cool channel with this. I, I can edit. I know. And I, the, I think the reason I realized it is I, I, I would Google, you know, other YouTubers. And again, I think abroad in the abroad in Japan was the one that I saw. That's like the abroad in Japan is like that. I think on YouTube right now, like the best, like edited, the most interesting and the most well-deserved channel to be popular. That channel deserves to get so many subscribers. It's like stupid. And, um, in my opinion. And, um, so I said, okay, that's like the 10. But what else is there? Everything else, in my opinion, although the content and the things and the the, the information they were giving is it was useful and uh, informative and interesting, it was terribly garbagely edited. I mean, it's basically like these kind of videos, and I don't want to bash the YouTubes out there. It's just, but you you know what I'm saying is that you're not that's not editing, and um, I'm not saying it's bad. I just thought to myself, you know, I would much rather be a channel that goes kind of the other approach in making like a, just a very well edited video, and I can edit like I'll do that. So I started by, I got a GoPro. I was like, I'm gonna start with just a small cheap camera, kind of figure it out, dick around with it and learn how to use it. And I did, um, never used one before. And I, my first trial videos were my first videos on my channel, which I still, I think I, those were some of the videos I put some of the most work in only because my channel didn't exist yet. So I had all the time in the world. There was no one like expecting or no one like, hey, where's your next video? It was literally like, what's gonna be your first three videos for your channel? 
So I said, oh, oh boy. So I spent I spent a few weeks on those videos, and um, I encourage you to watch them because it's just because it was me. Again, it was me just, I think it was two years ago at that point. Two years? Almost two years. Maybe a year and a half. But it was before Japan. So it was like, I have an interest in Japan. I'm still in America, but I'm going camping with some Japanese friends. I'll bring them along, and I'll make the video, and we can maybe like um, use that as a way to kind of like – you know, it's, it's showing like Japanese experiencing an American experience, which was camping. It wasn't really camping. It was like our, our friend has a beach house and we pitched a tent, but it was, it was camping in that we did like, we shot guns, we had a barbecue, we did, uh, you know, burgers on just like a metal sheet. Like it was, it was the barbecue kind of stuff or a uh, camping style, but like in a nice, we were staying in a home. And, um, but for Japanese students, it's a great experience. Cause like, you don't, there's no guns in Japan. Outside of America, there's not really guns anywhere unless it's kind of like a you know war torn country or something. And um, so that was really cool. I loved the. I think I think those are some of like my more proud videos, and they're different than what I do now, but they they were fun, and I think they told a good story. And um, so that was the debut of Eric Abroad, and I wanted to um, debut. You know, anyways. So that was my. That's how Eric Abroad started, and then I I my whole my whole goal was. I'm going to be studying for a year, so I'm making a channel, and while I'm abroad, I'm going to be posting videos once every couple weeks as I go along, and I hope you guys enjoy. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to post every week or every two weeks. It was more like once a month, every two months, because I was having so much fun in Japan and so busy. And even now, like I'm here for uh, the, work, the week just applying. I was applying for a job. I got the job, and um, I haven't spent any time, a lot of time editing. But that's why I'm so excited for the future because after I graduate, after I get the job, and once I have like a stable schedule and income and things like that, I can now schedule time to edit. Like, okay, on Monday I'm going to edit from this time to this time. I'm going to treat it like a part-time job, I think, and I'm so excited for that. Um, but at the time I kind of couldn't. So I, I kept having to make videos to you guys and kind of apologize like, hey – I know it looks like I'm not posting videos, but believe me, I have video footage up the ass. Like I have, I am recording so much footage. Just please, luckily my channel's still small, so although I'm I'm making you guys wait, at least I'm not making millions, millions. You know what I mean? A lot of people wait. Um, but again, you guys know that I appreciate your patience and waiting for me. And that was what sparked the the podcast later. As I got so busy, I couldn't even edit once every month or once every two months. It was just it was that bad. I like to spend. I think on a good video, I like to spend at least two or three full work days, like eight-hour days. Um, even the video that I'm, I'm really close to finishing it, like even before I was hoping to post it while I was here because I just need like another like five hours and it'll be done. Um, but I just simply haven't found it. And um, um, But that's I think that's a good video too. It's going to be fun. Um, and uh, anyways, um, so that's that was part of the reason why the podcast started was as I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to still be able to engage with you guys because now I actually, I, I got way more subscribers than I ever thought I would. And um, um, so I felt like, you know, I, this people have questions, they're asking a lot of the same questions, so maybe in something like this format we can do that and tell my story like I'm doing right now. In, in my normal editing style, I can never get into such detail and answer such little nitpicky things. Um, so I, I'm really happy that it, I'm able to do both because I think it's going to, um, for, for those who do want to dive deeper and take the time, and even though it, my videos are, these kind of podcasts are long and pretty long-winded, if for those who have the time and the interest, you can learn some more detailed things and hear some more funny stories that I have. Um, that will hopefully help you in your decision or your um, ability to come and move to Japan in the future. And I, I really do hope that they help. And I thank you guys for those who... 
I had an interview uh, on my last video. I posted a a, a young. I don't want to say boy or girl because I don't know if they said, but I think it's, I'm assuming it's a boy, but I'm not sure. Um, 14-year-old kid who said, uh, hey, Eric, I've been watching your channel for a month, and I, I just asked my parents if I can study abroad, and they were against it at first, but then I showed them your channel, and they saw like how you know, much fun I was having and how actually safe Japan is, that they agreed to let me study abroad when I turn 18, um, when, I get in, when I'm in high school. So... Um, I guess, well, I guess he'd be graduating high school at that point, um, pretty much, right? Yeah, so obviously, congrats. I, I, probably, I, I don't have the username pulled up right here, but it's like the top comment on my previous video announcing that I got the job. So, you know, things like that. Like, if you got, I mean, if, if that's an extreme example, but if in any, any way you're like, hey, like what you said here really helped, thank you. Believe me, I'm, I read all your comments, all of them, and I really appreciate them all. And that it's, it's more motivating, like, okay, I actually need to edit tomorrow because, like, People really, you guys seem to really actually be um, enjoying my channel and appreciating it. I'm sorry, I'm actually looking because I, I just want to make sure. I think, yeah, I, I paid for five hours, but I set a timer, so I'm okay. Okay, I just want to make sure I don't get, like, charged or anything. But, um, yes, so I, again, and you guys know the, the rest is kind of, you know the rest of the story. I was in Japan, had a great time, um, really fell in love with the language more than I thought so. Um, there was a lot of culture shock. There was a lot of, I was surprised how into, like I mentioned, how West, how Westernized Japan is more than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a lot more shrines and a lot more just like sushi and like very, and samurai and shit like that. Um, and that stuff exists, but it's more of kind of like, it's like, okay, it's a fun, like, it's kind of like a, for a, they say matsuri, it's like a, a, a festival or an event. Whenever it's like a matsuri or like an event, that's where people bring out like the kimonos and they eat like the traditional food and cause it's fun. Like that's like a, and it's a great way to go on like a date or something. Um, so that exists too. So I was, I was surprised in that at first I was a little sad and a little like disappointed, like, man, it's just like America everywhere, but that's not totally true. I think Tokyo is, that might be one of the reasons why I like Osaka better than Tokyo, to be honest, to switch to that topic. Um, I'm not against Tokyo. And again, I told you, I love Tokyo. I've been a few times and I really enjoyed it. And it was the first city I went to in Japan um, some of my first videos are from Tokyo, like the Odo Onsen that was in Tokyo. And, um, I think some of the reason that I don't like it as much, to be honest, is just that like, it just feels like any other city. It feels like New York. It's so, it's so globalized and so Westernized that I'm just like, I, I may as well be back in America. Like, why am I even here? Um, but in Osaka, it's a lot more, there are, of course, if you go to the touristy spots, there's foreigners, but as far as people like living in Osaka, there's much less. And I know there are some YouTubers that do, I think, um, oh, what's his name? I apologize. Um, is it, what's his name? Un, un, unrested? I think that's what it is. Unrested? Kind of the guy with like tattoos, kind of a punk rock guy. He's cool as hell. I think he's cool. Um, I, I like to meet him. I think he lives in Osaka, actually. I think I'd like to meet that guy someday. Um. Anyways, yeah, so I, I really fell in love with Osaka. I mean, the rest is history. You know you know the rest of my story. I, I loved it. Um, I thought, I liked, I think the girls are really cute. I, I My friends are so nice. And the, the Japanese omotenashi, the hospitality is just there. The food is incredible. I fell in love with the drinking culture, the drinking life, and I love drinking. Um, not not Now, not depressed. I, I do it, and I enjoy it, and it's a much more sociable thing. And I meet a lot of people through it, too. I think that's why I like it, and I can practice my Japanese. And, of course, whenever I meet someone for the first time, the first thing you usually say is, like, oh, the Hongojozu, like, they, they're impressed that I can speak Japanese, because it's, of course, I know it's a little rare. Um, but once we get past that, you know, if, if they're actually, like, a, sometimes we actually become really strong friends, and I've made some really good friends through that, and I'm really thankful. And this week, I've gotten, basically, this. I mentioned uh, at the very beginning of this live stream that in Japan, you have to schedule out your life 
and you're like uh, when you're gonna like work and when you're gonna play and like all that stuff work hard play hard kind of stuff you have to really schedule it out basically to the hour um, so uh, um, I'm sorry I'm, 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 I'm talking so much that I'm like going in and out here um, oh so this week basically I had a plan every single day I was like I'm gonna meet this person on this day we're gonna go here I'm gonna go but normally I don't if I'm like traveling to a new country like if say for example right now I, I flew to France or I flew to Germany I would not do that one I don't have friends in France and Germany so it's okay I would go with just a little knowledge of what I'd like to do. Like for example, Germany, I'm going to Oktoberfest, for example, because my image of G Germany is beer and sausages. So I'm gonna do that. I would go with basically like, okay, when is the event and where is it and where am I staying? Okay, that's it. And past that, nothing. Like I think that's, that's basically what I did in Japan was I just, it was just like a trial. That whole last year was just me, I'd get lost I get, I missed the train. I'd end up, uh, again, I said lost, but really I get like lost, lost. Like where the fuck am I? My phone's dead. I can't speak Japanese. Like what's going on? Um, I, uh, tried new foods. I would do things, find things that I like, things I don't like. Um, found friends that I like, friends I didn't like, you know, the ones that, um, were only liking me for being American, which isn't a bad thing, but I realized, okay, those aren't actually my real friends. I can be nice to them and they're really kind to me, but my real friends are these kind of people, you know, it was, it was a great trial to um, really see if I think I could handle living in Japan. And I, I, as you can tell, I'm going to be moving here. And whether or not I make it is yet to be seen. But I'm feeling really confident in that I can and that just that I know that I, I love being here. And I loved the year. Again, I was studying abroad, so that was more of a party. We kind of just after school, we just go out and stuff. But um, now I'm actually going to be living here. I'm going to be living frugally because I have to pay back all that money that I spent. And um, yeah, hopefully mature. Hopefully... Uh, Oh, and I guess I need to talk about the Japanese job. So, okay, so I come back from America, right? No, let's backtrack. I'm still in Japan. It's the second semester. It's the winter. And in the in Japan, summer break isn't, there's no summer break. It's it's actually from January to March. It's the spring break that's the long break because in uh, Japan, New Year's is the biggest holiday, bigger than Christmas, bigger than all that stuff. It's the, it's the, that's the holiday. It's basically like three days in January. It's called Oshogatsu. Yeah, right? It's Shogatsu. Basically, it's a very family family or, uh, holiday where you like you eat like traditional food with your family and you basically pray and wish for like the next year to be like, you know, fulfilling and like prosperous. <clears throat> I, at the time, actually last year I was back in America during that time because we, I had a break between semesters. So I came home for a week or so um, to see friends and things like that. And, um, so I haven't experienced it yet. And even with my host family, I, I wouldn't have been able to anyway, if I even was still here because it's like their thing. Um, <clears throat> but from, uh, January to March, I still had school starting in, I think February. So February and March, I was still in school, but no Japanese students were there. They were all on break. They were all at home. Um, and it was, that was, I was bored because it was literally just like some, some of the, like the, the, like I don't know, a couple hundred foreign students, but I didn't want to speak English while I was here because my time was so limited. Um, so I instead used that time to edit a little more. And also I was doing an Akaiwa, two Akaiwa classes, which is like an English conversation course. Um, one with a friend, a Japanese guy who is a friend of a friend who works at a bar in Namba and he, you know, he encounters foreigners from time to time and he likes to travel. So he's like, I want to, he just wants to pick up some like useful English and even some slang. He loved like dirty words and stuff. So, um, I was meeting with him once a week. It was great. And his Japanese was at a lower level. So for me as like a, a guy who doesn't actually know how to teach English, it was great. Cause I could basically just 
talk to him and like, okay, here's some phrases that I use. And I, 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 I tried to take it very seriously. Every week I'd prepare like a lesson. We'd meet for two hours. I'd set up like an example, like, okay, we're going to read through a story scenario, like with a script, I'll be a, you be B and then we'll switch. Uh, here's a vocab list for the week. Please learn all these words and study them. Here's some useful phrases. And then we'd play like a, a like a word game or something like where, um, what's the game? Like, um, what's it called? Taboo where there's a word and you have to explain it in English for me to understand it. <clears throat> I had a lot of fun doing that. It was a great experience. So at the, at the same time, I was doing another one with a, a man from uh, the Philippines. He's an English uh, teacher here in the Philippines. Um, um, but he's, and he's, his English is fluent. Like he's, he's an English teacher. He's a very good English teacher. He's my, now my fellow coworker, my senpai. And, um, he's the one who got me the job. Long story short, I guess I just spoiled it, but, um, we were doing the Akiva class together, meeting once a week at a Starbucks. And again, I would prepare some stuff, but because we already spoke English, like he already knows English, I didn't have to teach him new words and stuff. Really? Um, it was more, he just wanted someone to talk to. And if there was anything I prepared, it was, um, American English, because that's what he, he, that was why we did the classes. He wants to improve his American English accent, um, because he does have an accent, being from the Philippines, of course, but his English is fluent, and he understood what I said. Like, when I, I'd speak this fast, like right now I'm speaking really fast, my throat's getting dry, it kind of hurts. He understood it all. <clears throat> understood it all. So the first few weeks, I made some lessons, basically. Um, I did research on how the American English, uh, accent works, and, um, would show that to him. So like the, the way the accent, like, you know, in, in, in uh, contrast to British, so, so car instead of car and, um, like what's another example? Like, so like, for example, like a word like matter, matter, there's two T's in there. Even though it's a T, we don't say matter. We say matter like a D, but it sounds the same as like, I'm getting matter, matter and matter and matter and the matter rules like that. You know, the little things that like we do in American English that makes it American English. And, um, so I think for the first month, like once we did that, but then I basically taught him everything there is. I was like, well, that's all the English American accent rules. So now you have, I gave him all like my files and I sent him like the file plus gave him the papers. Uh, we'd watch a little video together and be like, so that's the example. Like I'd find it on YouTube. I, I think I, I, I tried to be as, um, um, make it as good as a class as I could as a guy with no experience. And I, he was really appreciative. He said, Eric, like you're a really good teacher, actually. Like, even though you have no experience, like I'm learning a lot. And I'm like, thank you. You know, I, was, I thought, he, I think he's just being kind, but, um, I basically told him my story about like, man, I'm really loving Japan. I, oh, and I, by the way, just really quick. I also volunteered at a kindergarten two or three times. Um, I met a woman in a park. I was actually in a park just reading a book because it was a really good day. And I said, I'm going to grab a beer and get some of my studying done in the park. And I was just sitting there and um, one old man approached me and was talking to me in English. That's one thing I learned. If you're an American and you sit in a park, you will be approached by old people who uh, wanna practice their English. So get ready for that. Uh, an old man was talking to me, very, very kind, very kind. Um, but it is kind of like the, the why are you here? Uh, oh, I, I've, I've been in America. Like I had a friend who was in the war, you know, things like that. And um, it's kind of the same conversation every time. So it's kind of like, okay. But then a, a woman came up to me and she, was speaking very good English. And, um, she said like, yeah, like I actually, she's a part of like a club where once a week they, they, they meet and speak English together. A bunch of like, it's like six grandmas. And I was impressed. I was like, really? That's so cool. Uh, and she said, Hey, I have a friend who works at a kindergarten. I don't know if you'd be interested, but like, if you'd let us like, maybe I can buy you lunch sometime. And then afterwards, um, you can teach and volunteer at the school, like they're kindergartners. So like, you'd be saying words like puppy 
and green and left and right. So like, if you'd ever want to do it, please let me know. And at the time I knew like in the future, I may actually want to come here through uh, an English teaching position. So I said, hell yeah. Um, that's another big thing. Big part of like my story is any opportunity you can get to get something that's worth putting on a resume, do it. Um, even though I kind of complained about my editing job that kind of led to this, um, I learned a lot through it, but also it's still a reference I use today. And because the main guy, there's actually a good um, ending to that story. Um, the two assholes that were seriously pieces of shit, after I quit, like a few months later, the main boss finally like actually realized the extent that they were being like abusive because they tried to buy out their half of the company, but it was like in a scummy way. They were basically like, hey, we're going to like take our half and run off with it, even though they didn't have the right to do that. And, um, long story short, the main guy, he sued him and he won basically the, without going into detail, the lawyer was like, how much money do you want to take from these guys? Because they have you, they, they basically just tried to run off with their part of the company and it didn't happen. And when they, when they finally had like a settlement, the lawyer said like, these guys are fucked. And if you wanted to, you could ruin them and make them homeless right now. But luckily my main boss, Jim is not that. And he Gave him a slap on the wrist as far as, you know, like, okay, I'm going to sue him for this much money. But it wasn't, like, a ridiculous amount. But it was definitely enough to for it to hurt, for it to sting. And um, so after that, Jim had gotten in contact with me saying, Eric, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I really didn't know the extent that these guys were, you know, being abusive to you guys. So there there is a happy story to that in that it wasn't just me. It wasn't just my coworkers. And we weren't just being bitchy. It was actually, like, a problem. And he recognized it eventually. It's just that he wasn't aware of it at the time. Um... So there's, that's just like a side twist there. So luckily that company's going in. Um, but anyways, um, oh man, I'm the worst. I apologize. I keep losing my train of thought. But basically, um, um, gosh dang it. So I knew that I wanted to teach. Yeah, okay. Oh, what I was saying was that, yes, even though it was like shitty and all that stuff, it's still a reference I can use. And now that those assholes don't work there anymore and the main boss is still there, he'll always vouch for me if I, you know, say stuff. And um, we love to just chat and like hang out. And he's seriously one of the nicest guys I know. Um, so it paid off for sure. And um, so I volunteered at the kindergarten too. And um, I'm even using that now in my process to get my work visa. My boss asked me to supply him with basically like a resume of like, my volunteer experience with English. Growing up, I mentioned at the beginning of my uh, stream that I grew up in the church. So I used to go on trips occasionally to California. I went once to Serbia in Europe, um, doing basically it's like a church children's English camp thing. Um, again, I told you now I'm not a part of the church anymore, but it is, uh, um, I'm not a church goer anymore, but it's, it's still something I can use on uh, a resume. Like, yeah, I've worked with kids. And even if it was just like kind of goofing around, it was something professional. I've still, I've, I have done it. Um, so, um, yes. So basically I met with, um, the, the, the man I had mentioned from the Philippines and, uh, I told him like, I'm really interested in coming back here, man. I'm, I really love this country and I really don't see myself living in America right now. Like, I don't want to go back to that shitty job. I don't want to forget my Japanese. Like I really want to stay here. And he, he offered saying, well, actually Eric, the company I work for, we are a pretty new company and we're small and we're getting more and more students and we need more teachers. But all of the teachers right now are from the Philippines, which is great, but we, we don't have any um, like native English speakers, like American or British, Australian native English speakers. Um, if you want, Eric, I can give you the contact information of my boss if you'd like to talk with him, meet with him, or do a Skype interview when you're back in the States to apply for a job position here. And, you know, 
at the time it sounded too good to be true, but long story short, I got that job. I got it three days ago. Um, I went back to America and um, I got in contact with his boss and said, you know, and luckily I can speak Japanese. Um, and I, I hope this doesn't, I'm not trying to um, lessen the reputation of the man who helped give me the job because I own so much. And his, his, he's a very, very good English teacher, but he doesn't speak like fluent Japanese or is like as much as I can speak, which is totally fine because again, he's an English teacher. He doesn't need to. Um, but I think that helped me even though I, because I, he was already like a professional teacher. So he has that, but I don't. So for me to like be able to talk with the boss and say like, Hey, um, I'm new. Um, I do have experience volunteering. I have done some Ikaiwas in the past and luckily the man I did it with was my coworker. So he was vouching for me and things like that and saying, Oh, he's such a good teacher. You know, he's the nicest guy ever. So thanks man for real from the bottom of my heart. And, um, um, I did a, I did a Skype interview, uh, with my boss and, um, I actually didn't even have a video. It was just audio and I was, I had video, but he didn't. So I didn't even know what he looked like. Um, we do the interview. I was dressed up in a, 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 I had a tie, I had a shirt on. I was, it was like totally like an interview. I had practiced for like a week, the things I was going to say and, uh, practicing my polite Japanese, the Keigo. And, um, we did the interview. I told him my story. He said, well, why do you want to come to Osaka? You know, all this stuff. And I basically told him the two minute version of what I just told you all guys, or all of you guys. Like I, I went to school for film. I quit. I started studying Japanese out of interest studied abroad, loved it, would love to come back. I have a little experience teaching English, but um, even though I don't have like professional experience, I am a native English speaker. I am studying and plan on continuing to study Japanese, so that will help if I need to communicate either in either of those. And I'm also a native English white American. And I think um, having, being able to say like, we have an American teacher at our school will be beneficial to your company. So, you know, if it's okay, I would love to apply for the position and learn underneath um the teachers that are already there as basically an assistant teacher like I'll, i am a teacher but i am it's more of an internship i guess but um i am getting like the full salary all the bonuses all the benefits all the insurance they're gonna help me find an apartment all this stuff basically we had an interview and the following day he emailed me saying like eric um i really appreciate what what you told me last night in the skype interview just making sure i'm still alive and um if you come back to, or if you are interested, um, let me know when you're going to graduate and we'd love to talk further about getting you to work here. So obviously when I heard this, I freaked the hell out. I went crazy. I went bananas, but I then had to like slow down and be like, okay, wait a minute. I've never even seen this guy's face. I don't even know like what he looks like. I don't know where it is. I really don't know much about it. I've just done the interview saying I'm interested and they offered me the job. So it was hard for me to, um, I didn't want to get too excited because I didn't have anything in writing. I didn't have any confirmation other than that him just saying like, yeah, we're interested. So like next time you come to Japan, let us know. We can hang out. That's why I'm here this week. I basically said, he said, do you have intentions to come back to Japan before you graduate? And I said, I don't. But if you are interested in hiring me and you would like to meet in person, chokusetsuni, which is means like uh, directly, please let me know. And I will try and find like a cheap plane ticket and a cheap hotel and try to work it out so that we can meet. Um, I'm here now taking a seat hotel. I found a cheap plane ticket. It was an awful flight. It was 20 hours flying through Canada and China to get here. My back still hurts. And, um, we finally met. Um, I guess I, yeah, I, I could talk for a while, but like basically he was just like, we love, basically you can come to the school. Um, and you can just be in the class and just watch how we do our class for the whole day. And after, even just after an hour, they asked if I could like get involved. They're like, Hey, actually, can you help out with these kids? Like, and help out with their homework. And they had some homework and I was like helping them out. And because I can speak Japanese, 
a little bit and the other teachers they, they can um, but it's kind of like simple I was able to like explain things that they really didn't understand they're like wait I don't understand this word and their English is so good some of these kids like you know some of them are like four years old five years old and older but then they don't speak very well some of these kids are there almost as like a daycare maybe their parents are busy so their parents pay they pay a lot of money to have these kids here it's actually kind of expensive to have the kids in this school so the kids that go their parents you know expect them to work very hard and seriously so some of these kids seriously they were talking to me in english which in japan i know that sounds just kind of like okay what's the big deal that's a big deal if you have a native japanese kid who's never been to uh, america never been outside of the country and he's it's a kid speaking to me in in my like language that i was blown away one there's two kids in particular who literally like they'd be like what does this word mean i don't understand and like i was like oh okay and i'd explain it to them and they say like oh, i kind of understand and if they didn't i could go even further detail in japanese and they go oh so you got like they oh that's what it means okay okay and they totally knew it and they have the spelling um and, and just watching how uh my co-worker the man who got me the job works with the kids it was almost like a father like to the boys at least it was like a father son father daughter relationship he was he was firm yet like nice you know what i mean like when when the kids start goofing around he'd slam the table and go hey like get back to studying and the kid would be like okay okay and they'd listen and but it wasn't like abusive it was like and then right after like okay we're gonna play a game now we're gonna play a game you wanna play uno one of the kids he loves to play uno i think we played like 12 games at uno i was sick of it by the end of the day but it was so fun i was so tired but um we basically we spent a whole day going through that and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, I might work here. Like, I could totally do this. Are you kidding me? Like, cause I, I personally like kids or I love kids. Um, but uh, one of my biggest things is I think that I, uh, I can be too friendly with kids sometimes. So like, I'll let them like wrestle around with me or punch me or whatever. But if I want to be a teacher, I can't do that. At least not as a first impression. That's not good. As I, I can't let them just like walk over me. You know, I got to teach them. I got to be their teacher. I got to be their mentor. Um, so watching him work was just a really eye-opening experience for me and like just I'm gonna have I'm gonna learn a lot from him I think and um, I'm excited to uh, kind of figure out my own way of becoming a teacher and being um, getting the kids motivated to study but also having a fucking blast it was so much fun and um, by the end of the day I wanted to just go to bed but um, afterwards the plan was all right Eric we're gonna have you just sit all the main boss he's like hey I'm busy today until like 9 p or 8 p.m. So why don't you hang out in the class all day and uh, meet all the, you know, meet all the kids. And I brought my notebook. I have all their names written down. So I'm going to make sure I like memorize them. I met their parents, a few of them. Um, they were all really surprised. Like, wait, you're the new teacher? Like this, they, they use the word, they're like, otokomae, which means basically like handsome. So obviously I'm like blushing. I'm like, oh, thanks. And um, they, he even introduced me to my boss later in the day to one of his other classes, which isn't English. It's just a Japanese class, but they're middle school students. And that's, I think that's one of the things, a perk for him. And I'm probably going to get used in that way, which is totally fine. Um, that's partly why I got the job is that he can say like, hey, we have an American. Do you want to meet an American? It's like such a rare thing. So when I went into the class, like all the, you know, all the girls like, oh, Kakui, so cool. And all the guys were like, oh, this guy's so cool. Like, well, you know, so we basically just had like a Q&A and in English, we're like, okay, let's ask questions in English. But their, their English was obviously pretty low in junior high. It's not expected to be very high. So then the teacher was like, do you have questions in Japanese? And then they had like all these questions and I was able to answer and even use a little Kansai Ben because I'm older. So like I was still being polite, but sometimes like if they had said something like one of the guys would say something stupid or a joke, I'd be like, no, I didn't call him an aho, but it was basically like, I don't know. I, that's a bad example. I didn't say that, but I, I would, I would say something a little Kansai Ben and they thought it was like, they thought it was so funny just to see an American. And then like I took pictures with them and stuff like that. So 
Um, that was fun too. But my class will be with the kids, um, which I'm happy because you don't get that treatment with the kids. They actually don't care. They're like, oh, you're American? Okay. And like, that's it. Like they don't, they don't really give a shit. So I think that's great. Um, cause it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. I know it sounds like, oh, it's tiring having so much attention all the time, but no, really it is like, it's, ex I kind of hate it sometimes. Um, especially cause it's, it's the same thing every time. It's like, oh, you're so cool. Why are you in again? I've mentioned that before, but it's just like, it's, you kind of have to like play the role. They're like, you see, they see an American and they expect you to be American. They're like, oh, so like what, what hip hop do you like? Uh, what are your favorite movies? Like, do you like Justin Bieber? And it's just like, I kind of have to like nod my head to all those questions. And I now kind of have shotgun answers for that. But anyways, I met, we, we, that was the day. And then uh, at 8 PM, it was time to clock out. And he said, okay, Eric, like, um, dude, I rode with my boss on bikes in Japan. Bicycles are big. He said, Hey, we have an extra bike. Um, we're going to go to the main office. And if you want to talk, like talk face to face, have one last interview. And if you want the job, we can do paperwork. I said, Holy shit. Yes. So um, he also loved the fact that I work with the Blazers because one of his favorite basketball players is Damian Lillard, which is on the uh, Blazer team. So he's like, oh, please get his signature. Like his English actually isn't that strong, even though he's the the, the main guy. Um, he's the owner of like, like a few schools, basically, is basically what it is. Uh, the, 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 main, the main, they call him the, the Shakjo, and uh, he's just like the main guy, the owner. And um, But we met, so he thought, he was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, please get me a signature. So I was like, okay, cool. I already have like one connection with this teacher already he's the super nice guy i think he's a, i think he's in his younger 30s um and he, he started the company just two years ago and really my my friend because you know i never know in first impressions they might be nice but deep down they're they're assholes like my other job um in the past but my my friend is was seriously like eric this man is one of the nicest men i've ever met um i've asked for like advances on my like salaries before and he's obliged to it um just work your ass off for him and just really show your appreciation and he will he'll pay it back and so we met, he was really funny, really kind guy. And I was able to do it, you know, in my Japanese, if I ever made a mistake, he, he didn't mind because none of his other staff speak Japanese. The fact that I was trying meant a lot to him, I think. And, um, yeah, basically we met and he said, okay, well, like, um, I have a meeting with some teachers. Do you want to meet them? Cause he was having like a biz, like a meeting kind of like motivating, like, okay, like just recapping like the last month. Cause he, again, he owns a few schools. So it was actually kind of nerve wracking because he pulled me in. And like all these teachers just go like, who is this guy? And I sat down and he's like, okay, well, I want to introduce you guys to a teacher that may work here. His name is Eric. Please do your uh, Jaco Shokai. So it's like your, your self-introduction. And it actually caught me off guard because I was ready to do my introduction for him. But, well, I know I'd already done it in the interview, so I didn't do it for him. I was ready to do it for like the students, but they didn't have me do it for the students because like they, maybe when I, I'm officially there, I'll do like, a, okay, like, how do you say like, nice to meet you explain I'm from America, I'm going to be working here, Yoroshiku, like, you know, all this stuff. I wasn't ready for this one. I didn't know we were going to do it, actually. So I get up there, and I'll admit, it was really bad. It wasn't good. I fucked up a lot. And it was just like, uh, I'm American, um, I found this job through a friend, and luckily I was able to happily meet my, uh, it's Umemura-san, it's my boss, and, um, I, I didn't know, like, who they were, like, even if they were, like, teachers of this school, I had no idea who they are. I was like, well, like, like or like because like from now on you guys like I, I thank you for like taking me in and I hope that you know uh, we can work together whatever but it, I'm saying it nicer than it. it was bad like it wasn't I kept like I was nervous you know it's kind of like my voice was going crazy and but they don't care they were they were just happy to, they probably thought it was cute that I was trying so hard and getting so nervous but afterwards they all came up to me and they like remembered the thing is is like whenever someone does a jikoshokai really try to remember their name i'm really bad with names and i had to write down everyone's names in a notebook especially when they're japanese because they're kind of hard to remember sometimes as an american 
um, I'm talking really fast. And uh, but they came up to me after my Chikosho Kai. They're like, okay, so you said your name was Martin Eric. Like, do you prefer Martin or Eric? And I was like, oh, Eric, please, please call me Eric. And they're like, oh, okay, very, very cool, very, very nice man. And they were like, they were to one guy. I asked him, I was like, so what is your name? And he said, oh, I am, I am giant. I'm giant. People call me giant. And I was like, well, what's your name? He's like, I'm giant, giant teacher. Because <laughs> he's like, he's like six foot something, which in Japan is pretty rare. Really like handsome, middle-aged guy, but just like, he's hilarious, speaks a little broken English. So he was telling me stories and like, so, so funny. Anyway, it was just, it was just, it couldn't have gone better, basically, is the recap to this whole thing. And I, I couldn't believe, I was like, maybe, are they just like, you know when, like, there's, like, documentaries of North Korea where if you go on a tour, they, like, tell you how good it is even though it's, like, the worst country ever in the world? Like, like oh, we have this and we have so much uh, so much good, like, grocery stores. And it shows, like, if you've seen that movie, what's that one, The Interview or whatever. But that shit's real, apparently. And um, I was kind of feeling like that. I'm like, are they just putting a show and, then, like, in a month they're going to, like, just work me to the bone? But I met with the boss later. He's like, all right, Eric, uh, do you have any questions one-on-one before, like, like, are you interested in the job? And I said... 100% please I want to start as soon as possible if if that's okay um so he gave me he showed me a contract that had all the information he's like if there's anything that's missing please let me know and I asked him like can you pay for my plane ticket when I come because I paid for this trip but like when I'm officially hired will you actually like pay for it and he said yes we'll pay for it when you come because it'll be a one-way ticket a one-way ticket to Japan that's crazy um and the, the whole day I just couldn't believe it I'm like wait this is too good is this real it's happening Tap, I'm signing. With, oh, he has my passport. He feels like, I mean, well, that sounds scary. You know, I've been, they need a copy of the passport to file for my uh, work visa and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I filled it out. I signed all the paperwork. He, he signed as well. He gave me a copy. I have my copy back at my place. I took pictures of it, make sure I have it. Um, I start assuming that I can get my work, work visa with no issue. Um, I am hoping to get my visa in um, July, maybe August of this year after I graduate in June. And assuming nothing goes wrong with the visa, I start working in Japan this fall. Um, and that's my story. I, I, I know that was long. I think that was about an hour or so. Um, so I, I hope that was, um, I know I ramble and I kind of go off on tangents, but um, that's my story. And um, I think it's the first time I've told it in that like level of detail without being like two beers in. Like sometimes with a friend, I'm like, all right, you ready for a long story? And he's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, Okay, time me. And I would, I would, I told that story a few times. But um, now you guys know, this is the first time it's like out in the public, I guess, that whole like series of events. So as you can see, it's, it's it, for me, it was basically like one series of good luck and bad luck and learning from the bad luck and like using it. Like I said, with the job, I was, I was still able to make the best of it, not burn the bridge and use it in order to get other work and apply for other stuff. Um, even through that job, I now have a part-time job. Even the day I get back, the next day I have, I'm cutting a video for the next game. I, I have to do a little research and see like who we're playing. And, um, I haven't really been watching how the Blazers are doing lately, but ever since we got Nurkic, man, we've been killing it. Nurkic is crazy. Nurkic fever is unreal. If you guys like basketball, um, I'm not like, I actually, I'm, I don't have a huge interest in basketball, but now that I work with the videos, I obviously, I do my research and like, uh, I know a lot more about the players and I'm actually kind of growing an interest. It's actually pretty fun uh, to watch. So I might, you might see me become a new basketball fan here, but um, yeah, that's my story. Um, again, that was basically from the start of that story. It was about three years ago until now. And I'm 24 years old. I turned 25 next year. Um, I don't have professional experience teaching English, but I have, um, volunteer experience and I had some connections that I met and without those connections basically 
like so if you go back to the beginning of the story you know how i told you guys i was working as a security guard and i met the guy who cut my hair really if i had never met that man i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be here i wouldn't have met i wouldn't have met jim and gotten my two-year job doing video editing um even though I may, no, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the money to live with Brett in an apartment because it was expensive living in Portland. I wouldn't have met my friend Yotaro. I wouldn't have grown an interest in Japanese. Maybe, maybe in the future in some other way, but at least in the way that it worked out for me. Without meeting Ryan, I just said his name, damn it. But I guess, yeah, Ryan is his name. Ryan, if you're watching this, I love you, man. And I've already, I've already, he knows this story. I've told him this story and I've told him multiple times like you are really the reason why i'm here um or at least you are what started it and um him showing me that appreciation or that um kindness and uh i try to show my appreciation back in any way i can because i owe i owe everything to him so um i owe everything to a lot of people because then there's uh my coworker as well who got me the job um at the end of the day man it's it's not it's not people ask like what did i do it's more like what did people do for me and i know that sounds cheesy but it's really true um it's, it's what do people do for me to lead to this? And then I realized I like this and that, and then people do this and it just, it's led in snowballed. And it's been a wild ride for both me, but also like my friends and my parents who were like, wait, so you're moving to Japan. Is this just like a, are you just like depressed and just want to like, you know, people like want to just like drop everything and move. And after a month they realize that it's like stupid and they come home. I think that's what a lot of people assumed. And I was one of my biggest motivations with Japan. People ask, what is your motivation for Japanese? There's a lot of reasons. I have good friends. I want to speak it. I want to try good foods. I want to travel. I want to be comfortable. The biggest reason I try so hard and try to stay positive and really encourage people to study Japanese is to prove to the doubters out there who really weren't sure like if, if I really liked Japan, um, if what I was just saying was just kind of like a fad and just like a phase that I'm going through, it's to prove them any of that doubt wrong and to show them that I do mean it. And, uh, and obviously through YouTube is kind of one of them. I'm starting to choke up. Um, <clears throat> one of those uh, uh, avenues now that I can obviously, one, because I don't want to be, I think what YouTube is great for, to put it in other words, is um, for me, is I feel like I've discovered like this gem of like this, not just Japan existing in the world, but just like this can apply to anything in life, I think. Finding like a dream, finding a country to move to, finding the motivation, fighting the fear of not being able to make it in a new life. And if your motivation is high enough, knowing that you can, showing people that it's possible, and I hope, you know, who knows, I might not make it. In a couple of years, I might end up depressed and be like, I'm going back to America, Japan sucks. I don't know. I don't think that's the case, and I really hope it's not. Um, for some people, that has been the case, and I've seen it on YouTube. Some people, they kind of fall apart, and it's kind of, you never know. It's one of those things you never know. And I think um, be, me being able to share this experience with you guys, um, holy shit, am I tearing up? Um, is to not be selfish with what I've discovered, I think. Um, discovering my own like motivation in life and this kind of uh, pursuit and how proud I am of myself, but also am equally so grateful and thankful for the people who are are really responsible for me getting here um and that i owe everything to uh, and obviously shout outs to my parents to not freaking out and telling me no i can't go they were probably confused i know they are probably still are 
um, and freaking out. I'm just like, Eric, this is so random. You're studying film and then you're going to Japan to teach English. Like, what the, what is that? Um, I probably freaked them out and I probably still am. Um, but, um, I will, for them to just trust that, you know, this is what he wants to do and to let me do my own thing. And luckily so far, I, it seems like it's working out. And, um, I started YouTube as a way just to like kind of share with people my experience, but, um, you guys have subscribed and supported me so much that it's getting to a point where, I mean, I almost have, I got 19,000 subscribers the other day. I, again, I started this just as like a more of a diary for myself just to like, Oh, I can share it, but it's like, so I don't forget memories. And I like editing. It keeps me busy. It's a fun hobby. <clears throat> and then I got all these other people like you guys that are interested equally in Japan. Like, Hey, I want to do the same thing. Hey, I'm doing the same thing. Hey, I did the same thing or Japanese individuals who want to learn English and maybe come to America and people who maybe don't even have an interest in Japan at all, but can apply it to their lives in some way. Um, I really, I, I wasn't planning on it, but this YouTube could potentially become a part-time, if not, uh, I mean, this is like a dream, but a full-time thing, probably not a full-time thing, but you know what I mean? I think I'll, for now I'm keeping my day job. Don't worry. I'm not quitting. I'm keeping the day job. I'm, I'm, I worked really hard to get that day job, but, um, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna try not to cry here, but uh, I really thank you guys. Um, really, uh, you, and when I say you guys, I mean you, I mean all the people who've supported me, but anyone, my Japanese friends, anyone who have encouraged me um, to stick with it and just made has made my life fucking awesome for the last two years, and I hope for it to continue to be awesome um, as I come and move to Japan in the fall. The fact that I was like looking for apartments the other day and I was on the Ikea website planning out what I'm going to buy, <sighs> getting that contract in my hand was, it was real. And again, I'll never act or pretend like I'm a master of Japanese culture or the Japanese language or a master of how to like make it in life. Or like there's some gurus that are like in life, it's not about just following this path. It's about finding your own path, man. I'll never, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to share what I'm, what I like this experience with you guys, um, and my, my failures and my successes and so far my, well, my luck, I guess I'll say, um, I hope to share it all with you guys and I hope you guys enjoy the ride and I hope it helps you guys to decide whatever you're going through in your life. Um, or if you're battling, like I, I, I said for a while there, I was actually depressed. Um, I, I, I hope that you can find something that gets you out of that. And I, cause I know that depression is a lonely battle and, um, it's a solo battle, and um, <sighs> yep, that's basically the story. I don't want to go. I don't want to get too sad here, but um, I really am thankful, and I can't believe that this is happening. And it, there's a part of me that always worries that I'm going to walk out the door and a car is going to hit me and it's going to end. I don't know why I worry that. I think it's because I've worked so hard. I, I feel like I'm going to something stupid's going to happen and it's just all going to end. And I, I worry about that, so I've been like super cautious now in my life. Just like, okay, I can't die yet. I got to get to Japan first, then I can die. I can die in Japan. That's fine. But not yet. Um, so I truly thank you guys. Uh, I, I really do. And I, I really, really, really look forward to where this channel is going to be in the next few years. And the ideas that I've had of the, the, the possibilities are so limitless, especially as my Japanese gets better. I'll have much more confidence and much more ability much more ability. I should probably speak proper English huh, if I'm going to be a teacher. Is that even proper? Much, a much stronger ability to communicate in English and to be able to get lost, um, maybe hitchhike around Japan in, in, that'd be a fun video series, huh? Hitchhiking Japan as an American. That's not a bad idea. We should do that. 
I know my friend, my friend Masa, in my previous videos, he's done it before. I, I'm gonna ask him. Would you guys want to see that? Where should I go? Holy shit, that's a good idea. Anyways, maybe hitchhiking, doing interviews in the streets um, with Japanese people, practicing English, um, interviews with my teachers. I'm gonna show you guys the school if they allow me. I'm gonna obviously wait and establish myself first for a few months, but maybe I can introduce you, show you guys the kids I work with, a day in my life. Um, and again, I would love to do meetups. Um, oh yeah, I can keep going. I want to. I want to do like how to cook Japanese food at home. Uh, recommended places to eat in Japan because I love the food here. Um, the onsen life is great. I'm going to continue the podcast and of course just traveling in general. Like going out. My that's where this channel has started. It started with just traveling and just recapping that into a story and sharing it with you guys. And um, eventually, I'm going to have to get a website or something for all these categories because showing up on the channel it's going to be such a mash of so much random stuff. I'm going to need to organize this a little bit, but. YouTube now has this live streaming shit, so um, maybe my podcast series will will not be a podcast series. Well, okay, I, I think I'll always do that, but like, never mind. Podcasts is gonna continue. Don't worry, because I like I like posting on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and allowing people to listen on that um, as like an audio uh, platform. But maybe I'm gonna start doing the podcast as well as these live streams, maybe once every two weeks or something like that. Because um, this is obviously this is fun, but to be able to engage like this is like. You guys deserve to be able to interact with um, the person that you're supporting so much. And um, someone mentioned Patreon in the future. Again, I, I haven't even thought about that shit. But um, if by chance the channel grows to a point where I'm like, oh my god, I can actually make a little money or maybe start paying rent with YouTube, um, we'll figure that out. And of course, I'll never I'll never demand money from people. I'll never like hold back money from people. Um, but if it is, if it does lead to a way for me to be able to like live in Japan and put out more content, that's the only, that's the thing is I would never ask for money or offer the ability to be able to donate money unless it was to improve the channel. Like I want you to pay and get something out of it. You know what I mean? Like I, if you guys paid and, or, you know, let's not, I'm not, I don't even like saying that, you know what I mean? I feel weird saying it, but like if, for example, I had like a Patreon and was making money for it and it allowed me to in a few years, maybe stop teaching English or maybe just working part-time as an English teacher and or still doing both but still just having more money to be able to experience more things to travel further to just do more crazy stuff um, that would happen and um, I, I, I again haven't really thought any of that through yet because this is still so new Japan's still so new like I said I'm not a master of Japanese I'm not a master of Japanese history or culture or anything like that I'm an idiot but um, I'm a motivated idiot and I'm stupid enough to leave my country and pick up a new language and um, basically pack my entire life into a suitcase and come live here. Um, so I'm, it, it's like an Indian abroad, I guess could be my name or whatever, but fucking, that's a show actually, I like that show, it's on Netflix, <laughs> I'm so stupid. Thank you guys from, I said it 20 times, bottom of my heart, um, I, I know that you guys have comments going and I apologize that I probably didn't get to all the questions, but we, we did questions for like an hour and 45 minutes. I'm going to scroll to like the very, very, very bottom, I guess, and just, um, say some final thoughts. And I, um, I'm actually exhausted, but I'm meeting, um, I've got a date later, so that'll be fun. That'll be another Japanese thing, dating in Japan. Let's make a video about that. Let's make a video about the, the dating life in Japan. I, I, I've done a couple dates when I was, um, setting a rod and they're fun. Uh, there are a lot of fun. There's a lot of, it's, it's an adult playground out here. Not, I don't mean that in like a sexual way, you know what I mean? But like just things that you can go do as an adult, um, for a date or something like that. There's just endless restaurants and just, it's, it's a lot of fun. So 
Um, that's later. Um, so I think I'm probably going to wrap this up, but let me scroll down to the bottom of the comments, say some final goodbyes to you guys. Again, please, I'm going to start plugging shit because this is the end here, but please follow if you're interested, if you like the SoundCloud or anything, anything like that. Um, follow on uh, SoundCloud. I think this video, I'm going to upload the story. So for those listening on SoundCloud, thank you. I cut out all the Q&A stuff, so if you guys want to check that out, um, I'm going to try and see if I can cut that out. I think I can. Because I think this is recording, so uh, we'll figure it out. If I can, I'm going to put it on SoundCloud, so it's just the story. But please follow me as well on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. On Instagram, um, although I don't follow back, um, if you guys do comment, I answer back on the comments. And if you guys send a direct message, I almost always reply to those. Sometimes there's a lot, and I can't get to them right away, so please have patience or whatever. But um, um, you can message me there. Twitter, of course, as well. My Twitter is really small, so... Maybe show me some love on there, cause, or maybe give me some advice on, like, I don't know. Again, people who know me, they know I'm not a Twitter guy, so I don't really know, like, how people normally do it. I actually don't like study. I Maybe you should look and see how other people use Twitter and then kind of follow that. Like, do I post once a day, twice a day, three times a day? Um, I used to be an Instagram daily post, just like I'll post one a day, and I thought that was a good way to do it. But Snapchat, however, I'm on that shit, like, no tomorrow. So get me on the get If you want to just see me, like... You might get some embarrassing videos, so I don't want to ever like offend anyone or post anything like bad. But you might get some videos of me when I'm out like drinking or at a club or something with some friends, and um, I hope that's okay. Please follow me on that. I basically just post the story, and I actually did a series. I don't know if I'll ever do it again um, unless I had someone to help me. But we did a, I did two hours once, and I said whoever snaps me, I will personally reply with a snap, like a video or a picture, like responding to what you're at, like, hey, Eric Abroad, I love your channel, do you have any advice for this? And I would, like, reply, like, hey, so-and-so. Um, so I might get flooded now with the snaps or something, but when I did that for two hours, and it was, like, really, t- it was really, really difficult, um, but it was a lot of fun. So maybe if I had someone help me, like, if they held the phone, and I don't know, something like that. I have so many ideas, and I think the channel um, over the next two years is going to see a lot more new content, a lot more interesting content, and a lot of very as professional as I can make it content. So I hope that you got, I hope that you guys, um, stick around and just hold on for another couple months here as I get ready, because the next two or three months are going to be pretty, um, although it's relaxed, you know, for me graduating, my, my classes are almost done. I'm still going to be studying Japanese and I'm getting ready to move to Japan. A lot of stuff to do. Um, a lot of goodbyes to do and a lot of things like that. And, um, so Please hang on for another couple months. Um, again, podcasts will still be coming pretty infrequently. Maybe I'm, I was doing once a week, and I think I can still do once a week, but sometimes I can't. So just bear in mind, if I if I can't, I'll probably post on Twitter or something like that. But um, again, a small channel right now. I'm just kind of getting things started. Please follow me, and uh, I maybe if this channel grows in the future, you guys will be the founders of some big thing. Not that I ever expected and still don't really expect it to get to, but just seeing the support from you guys and how much you guys say you like the channel makes me think that I can maybe do it. And I see other channels that um, have like, you know, 40, 50, 60, 100, 300 million subscribers that live in Japan. And I see the content they make and I say, I can do that. I can totally do that. So maybe in the future I can meet with them and do collabs. Um, and if you guys have recommendations or, or personally are YouTubers who would love to maybe, um, I think if I was to do an initial collab on my channel, it'd be like this, like get someone in a room and like, all right, let's talk and just like have an interview. Um, but if you have any ideas or something, feel free to message me. My email is also on my YouTube channel. Um, I think it's, what is it now? Cause I have a few emails, but it's, I think it's ericabroadjapan at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up there. And, um, 
I'm now going to scroll down to the bottom of these comments and uh, thank you guys again because that that's, that was a long story. And I've been wanting to tell that story for a long time and um, I've been wanting to announce the job that whole story of like having the interview and like getting offered a position and stuff. I wanted to tell it for a long time, but I didn't want to tell it if I wasn't going to get the job because it'd be embarrassing to have that forever on YouTube. Like I'm getting this new job and then I don't. So that's, I mean, I guess it's still a possibility that something comes up, but now that I have a written signed contract, um, I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to get the job unless there's a visa issue. So I'm working really hard now and going to the Japanese American embassy when I get home to really make sure there's nothing missing. I'm meeting with all my teachers and all my uh, education advisors to just promise me I'm graduating. Like this is happening, right? Like I need this in writing and I actually did get it in writing. So I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm playing my cards safe. Now we scroll. So these are all the questions and nice things getting skipped. I think it's lo is it loading? It froze. Oh no, it froze. Okay, here we go. And here we go. Thanks for adding me on Snapchat. Hey guys. <laughs> Duo collab with Simon and Martina. Simon, I'm making I'm making a list. I'm not gonna check it twice. Simon and Martina. Rachel and June. I think doing a Rachel and June collab is everyone's dream as they are one of the biggest channels. So, oh, someone had a question earlier about what my work week is with the job. I should answer that. Sorry for, and if you're still here, holy shit, thank you for hanging out. Um, my work week, because it's a, it's what's called a Juku, which is basically a cram school that kids go to after their main classes are done. Here, I'm going to throw this so that I don't miss any future stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I am basically going to be starting kind of the afternoon as the kids show up after their school is done. And um, so my day starts at 2 p.m. and goes till 10 p.m. So 10 p.m. it is pretty late, but like it's manageable. I can if I go if I go home and if I'm I'm going to be living or trying to find an apartment within living distance or within uh, walking distance of the job. Which in Japan there's so many apartments, it's stupid. You could literally pick like not only just like the amenities you want in the apartment, but like, oh, I want to live next to this convenience store instead of that one. I want to live next to this grocery store instead of that grocery store. You can pick that shit. I want to live next to this train station so that I can walk 20 feet, get on and go to Namba in five minutes or just bike there if I'm in the mood. I can pick that. So again, assuming all this stuff goes well, I'm going to be living probably kind of in between Namba and uh, where my job is near Tenoji Station. Um, so that whenever, you know, I'm, again, I'm not going to be going to Namba every night partying because I need to save money now. I'm like, I need to like live on my own as an adult here. Um, and I'm pretty broke after school. So, um, it's time to start paying back school and, um, um, my work week though. Yeah. From Monday through Friday is 2 PM to 10 PM. Um, again, it's great because even though it's, it ends late, like if say for example, like coworkers are like, all right, we're getting drinks after work for a couple hours and some food. Um, we can do that and I can sleep in. But at this, the reason I'm excited is I have like four or five hours every morning, maybe four hours every morning that I could use for YouTube. Like I'm gonna set, I'm gonna schedule specific days. Like, okay, I'm gonna wake up at 10, have some breakfast or no, let's say like I wake up at like eight, you know, I get a lot of sleep, wake up at eight in the morning, shower, get some breakfast. And from 9.30 till one o'clock, I'm gonna edit. Boom, that's my schedule right there. That's, and I, if I just do that like every day, videos, I think I can start churning them out. Um, and again, I'll be living in Japan so I can, the, if I need content or it's like, oh, I totally wish I recorded this 
you just go back and film it. <laughs> I also got a very new um, a new camera, a DSLR camera that can shoot very nice time lapse. Up until this point, I've used old uh, GoPro and this like webcam here. Um, so although they work, and I'm still going to continue using the GoPro for when I'm like doing like kind of the discrete stuff. Because I, again, I don't like to have a camera and put it in like Japanese people's faces as I'm doing stuff. Like I'm recording your country. Like I don't. I'd rather just have like a little selfie stick and occasionally pop it out when I. I like that. Um, I don't like to narrate anymore while I'm walking around, really, unless I'm alone. Um, I, I just like to film it, and then in post, I'll, like, narrate it and explain it or discuss it kind of like this, like, in the camera. Um, yeah. So that's – and then um, – so Monday through Friday is that. And then on Saturdays, I do have to go in, but it's only a couple hours to prep for the next week. Um, but it is only a couple hours. And again, if I'm living there um, – and at first I was like, man, I have to go to work six days a week. But again, I am not – believe me, guys, I'm not complaining here. Um it's like a full-time job. There's even overtime pay because in Japan, like a lot of um, jobs will work people overtime but not pay them for it. It's just, it's part of the Japanese uh, work culture is a little fucked up sometimes. And um, just meeting my boss and the coworkers and my friend who vouches for all of them, who all say that like, this is the company you want to work for. It's very much not like a Japanese style company. It is though, but they're like nice. Um, I'm feeling very hopeful and very grateful. Um, and I'm going to give it my, my best, give it my all and work my ass off toward um, making this work. Even though I haven't initially studied how to teach English or anything, me being a native English speaker is an asset to their school. And especially as a, as a person who can is studying and will eventually be able to speak a much better Japanese, that's also very helpful for them, of course, uh, when meeting other parents and things like that. So that's the work week to answer that question. So yeah, um, let's see, let's see. Add me on Snapchat. Okay, I'm adding all of you guys. If all you guys add me, I'm adding you right after this is done. I'm going to add it all. You should do another live chat, but answer questions from your Snapchat. That would be fun. Let's do that. Next, like, maybe not next time, next time, but, like, like sometime. I'm going to set that up. It's like, okay, it's it's like Snap Snapchat Sundays or some shit like that where you guys ask, instead of doing this chat, I read them from the Snapchat and can reply via Snap slash. That's a good idea because then I don't have to individually snap back. Although I probably will. I'll give like a thumbs up, like, thanks for the question or whatever. I can now just reply. See, these, these, this, is, this is why you guys are here. You guys are, you guys are fucking awesome. Can you collab with Kathy Cat? Cat, see, a lot of these people I've never heard of. And I, I don't mean that negatively. It's just that I don't actually watch a whole lot of other YouTubers. Um, can you tell your date I said hi from Seth? I will tell you said hi, Seth. Do one with Kim Dow. Man, you guys know a lot of YouTubers. I'm going to have to make some phone calls. Again, I haven't wanted to, to promote collabing until I actually am living here and, like, have time to do it. So once I move here and, like, set up, I'm going to probably just send out mass emails and chains. Like, hey, I want to do this. This is who I am. If you ever want to do a collab, let me know. And maybe I'll – hopefully I'll get some responses. Do one with Only in Japan. I, I do know Only in Japan. I feel like that's a channel that would be hard – because they're actually very, very popular. I think they produce incredibly good content, by the way. If, if any of you know them or want to tell them that I said that. Holy shit, their channel's cool. That's the one with the... the, the I, hope I'm, I hope I'm getting this right. Is, that, is this the same channel that is Life Where I'm From? Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was. If, if I'm wrong, I apologize. The, the Life Where I'm From one, I thought that there were two... Only in Japan and Life Where I'm From were like, like the father owns both channels. But if I'm wrong, correct me. Doing with Canada Jean. 
I know Canada Jean. And uh, I'm not going to, again, I'm not a drama guy. I'm not a drama guy. But I have seen that she's gotten involved in a lot of drama. And to be completely honest, as a guy who doesn't want to get, uh, trying to avoid drama as much as possible, even me saying this probably is drama, I think I'm going to steer clear from that for now. For now. It just seems, I've seen some of the people talking about it, and it's, it seems dangerous. Seems a little, so, but that being said, she seems really nice. I'm sure she's great. I know her Japanese is more fluent than mine will probably ever be, but for now. <laughs> um, Shinzo Abe. Shinzo Abe. Man, you guys have a lot of suggestions. Thank you, guys. With the anime man. There was one guy, and if he happens to be watching, I doubt he is. He's a guy on YouTube who does piano for covers of anime stuff. And if you know the name, please tell me. He was on my, I think he was on my comment saying like, hey, if you ever want to do a collab, let me know. Or if you ever want to meet, he said. He said if you ever want to meet. And I apologize that I forget his uh, channel name exactly, but he seemed really nice. Um, and he actually has a lot of, he has like three, what was it, 300,000 subscribers or something? 600? He had a lot. Maybe not that much, but it, it was a lot. Like, I, I was like floored. I was like, oh, whoa, holy shit, this guy's actually like a celebrity. Where are you taking? Oh, I can't. I can't share where I'm taking the. Maybe, maybe in the maybe in the future I can say the name. Not that it's a secret, but I can't share where I'm going on the date. No, that's a secret. That's a hush hush. It's a fancy restaurant though. It's more expensive than I normally pay. How expensive the starters cost to travel and get settled in Osaka? That's kind of a broad question to be honest, but um, it all depends if you have a job waiting for you. Cause it's not that I'm like saving up money to move here. It's that I know I have a job. So like. I guess if I'm saving up money to like get started and wait for my like paychecks to come in, it's like your plane ticket, which can be anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars if you're doing round trip or you know uh, direct flight. You got to pay for your usually like your first two months in advance in the apartment up front before you even get a paycheck. I'm basically going to be trying to show up to Japan with I think about my plane ticket's paid for. I'm basically gonna save at least two grand, two thousand dollars, at least, and that's for like rent, first months, everything, gas, signing up. I'm gonna get TV because I want to watch Japanese TV because it's some of the best programming you can watch to learn a language. Because they usually one most of their television is about Japan, so I'm getting loud again. Most of their most of their um, content is about Japan, so they travel. It's educational. It's like they go to okay, we're going to like even for Japanese, it's educational. For, for me, it's way more. It's like we're going to we're going to go to this place try it out and um, they they interview people and they always have like um, the jimaku the subtitles so I can I can read the the kanji and practice that it's incredible like even at my Airbnb every morning I just watch like an hour and I learn like words so like I can see myself if I'm living here like on a weekend I'm just gonna watch an hour of TV and just write down words I don't know and look them up later and I'll, I'll oh, I can't wait so I I'm gonna save I think about two thousand dollars but if I can I'm gonna save more. Um, but you know, love your channel, says Sensei. Thank you, man. Um, I had a date tonight. Wait. That I got home from just a little while ago. Made out. <laughs> Alright. Good luck, man. Um, I want to go to Transfab when I'm broke. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm broke as well. I know it sounds like I'm like, I, I mean, I am kind of about to start living the, the, my dream, but I'm broke as fuck. What's your method for memorizing? Another time. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Hey, now. I hope that's why. Is that, that, I mean, you're joking, right? Sorry. It looks like I'm promoting, but I feel like you'd like it. 
What did you What did you say, Chris? Wait, what did he say? Did I already answer you? Please watch my Japan video of trip to Japan. It's like a vlog site. Well, I'm adding all YouTubers here. So feel free to promote. I'm asking, so it's okay. Eric, maybe you'll get a back massage from your tape since you said your back was hurting earlier. <laughs> Dude, that'd be fucking sick. I feel like an old man. My back hurts. I actually need to go and pay for an expensive, like, massage. Like, a real one. Maybe, like, one once a, once a month until I lead up to Japan. My back is fucked. I need to get a better chair situation and learn how to sit like a, like a human, not a caveman. Because I'm always hunched over. And I've been editing on a computer for the last seven years. Oh, man. I, it's bad. Are you aware there's a dick festival in Japan? There is a dick festival. And I when it happens, I'm going to make a video. I love a dub dub. Your channel says Just Spencer. Thank you. Ask Japanese is the one you want to collab with. Ask Japanese. I think I've seen that channel. He's like different. He's similar with Yuta. I know Yuta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have him in mind as well. I know he's written Tokyo. So maybe if I go to Tokyo, I can get a Kim Dao. I wrote her down. Shinzo Abe. I wrote him down. Marasi Eight. Man, I seriously have like 20 names here. Holy crap! I'm gonna have to do some research when I get home. Oh, Shinzo Abe, the president of Japan. See, I was, I was gonna say, I was like, isn't that the, isn't that the, the, the prime minister? But I, I figured it's a common name. The prime minister. You guys are making me look like an idiot. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. See, but to my defense, I did know that. Like, uh, you might think I'm lying, but I'm not. Only, uh, only in Japan and Life from Home are two completely different channels, but they know each other. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Can I collab with PewDiePie? One can only dream. The Ishter is the piano guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched some of his stuff, it's cool. Again, I'm not a huge anime guy, but um, he's fucking good. And I, I would love to meet him. Have you ever thought about becoming a polyglot in the future? I don't know what that is. Yes, I talked about the working visa, I think. It's a year. Oh, I guess I didn't really talk about it. More Basically, to get a working visa, you need to have a company that already says they want to hire you. So it's their, they're your sponsor. So my company is basically saying on my behalf that we want this guy to come and move into our country and work here. Um, so I'm filling out a certificate of eligibility right now, and I turn that in. If that approves, I am then approved to be able to apply for the visa, and then I apply for the visa and I take it. The certificate of eligibility or the COE is apparently the hardest part, so I'm really nervous for it. But it's it's basically as long as the company vouches for you, you I think you're good. Still live. Maybe do a collab with Baidingaru, one of the most popular English YouTubers. Huh. Baidingaru. By the way, this channel, I mean, okay, if for those who are kind of sticking around, I'm kind of done talking. I, I told my story. Uh, this video is um, uh, going to be going online or whatever. So if you guys are like done and you don't want to hear anymore, the stories are kind of done, I guess. So I'm just kind of answering these questions and seeing all your guys' suggestions. So thank you for watching. Um, thanks for sticking around. Thank you again to anyone who donated. Again, when I was starting, I didn't even know donating was a thing on YouTube yet. Um, and I, I said it before, but I'm not, I don't want to be, whenever I go on Twitch TV and see what they do, all they do is sit there and say like, thanks for, re thanks for the resub, man. Hey, thanks for the shout out. Hey, thanks for the money, man. And they, they, they like do, they do stupid shit for money just to make money. And I get it. It makes money and it's all the power to them and they're making more money than I'll ever make. Um, but it's not 
good content. Like I'm watching it. I'm like, this is boring. Like this guy's literally just bragging about how much money he's making. And like when he gets the random $10,000 donation, he like dances for an hour. And like, it's just, it's so stupid. But that being said, I'll never not say thank you to a fucking donation. Are you kidding me? Thank you guys so much. Um, I just, I wasn't expecting it, but I, I, if you guys feel bad that I'm like, why don't you like, you don't seem very appreciative. Like you don't talk too much. That's why is I don't want to be, look like I expect and demand donations because I don't. Hence why I haven't thought of the, that's my timer. I have like 20 minutes. That's my timer. Well, I guess we have been talking for like hours and um, my time is about up. So I think I'm going to head home. I'm really like gross and sweaty, especially in this net cafe. I'll make a video in the future of a net cafe because this is a cool experience. And I, I kind of came here and all I've done is just sit here and do this. But like it's cheap and this is it's 24 hours. So actually, if you need kind of like a hotel at like two in the morning, if you're like miss your train or something, I'm going to come here. This is pretty nice. It's not bad. Um, okay, I think I'm about wrapped up here. Ask Michaela for a collab. And if any of you guys are, like, diehard fans of any of these YouTubers and happen to know them, like, better, or can, like, say, like, hey, there's this guy, Eric Abroad, you should, he's interested, let him, like, if you can talk on my behalf, like, by all means, please do so. Odigo Travel. Polyglot is someone who can speak several languages. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Right now, Japanese and English are kind of all I'm interested in. It's 4 a.m. in New York. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see this channel boom. Remember the little people. Hey, these are not little people. You guys report. This is the... Uh, I think you mean the JLPT test? Uh, I haven't done it yet. And I will. In, in the future. Will I ever consider voice acting in anime? I'll say this. <laughs> never thought about that, not even close, but, um, you should do Patreon, yeah, people keep suggesting Patreon, in the future, um, but, uh, like, in the future, we'll, we'll look into that, but, um, for now, like, thank you for any of the donations you guys do here, like, for real, it's fucking awesome, um, I, I was just gonna say, I'm not an anime guy, by, like, by what is considered an anime guy, um, I do like it, though, but if, if someone came up to me and said, hey, we're gonna pay you, and even for free, can you voice in an anime? I would sign up immediately. Are you kidding me? And I would make a video on that. That would be fucking awesome. Because then I could like show you guys. So I, so I told you guys I'm not an anime dude. I, I don't care what it is. If you get paid to do any kind of voice acting, I would absolutely do it. That's funny. Tinder in Japan. Yabai. Where's Ashley playthrough? Oh, I did do the I did do the playthrough. Uh, Ashra, uh, not a play, not a full playthrough. It, we played it for like a couple hours, and I realized I suck at the game, and that I kind of don't really like streaming games as much as I, yeah. Um, you're coming to Sapporo? Yeah, I want to go to Hokkaido. I really, really do. I actually met some kids who were um, coming from Hokkaido um, to visit my university, and I have their information, so I'm going to call them. Dude, Isaiah comes in with another two dollar donation. Isaiah, I'm almost done, I promise. But holy shit, you're like the you god damn it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Did I miss any donations by the way? Because I scrolled. I'm gonna scroll back up. I don't think I did. I I really apologize if I did. Cause they're not like popping up anymore as they would like they were. If I did, I'm so sorry. I know Charlotte in Japan. I've heard of her channel. Um, thanks for creating content. Thank you so much, Lloyd. Again, thank you guys for sticking around. I know it's late, but, um, it's going to be, um, 
uploaded for those who don't want to stay up or whatever. So thank you guys. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna tune out. Um, and again, I'm, I'm gonna do a quick scroll up to make sure I didn't miss any like donations. If there were any, I don't think. I don't think there were. But I was talking there for a while. Oh, the chat's like, it's not loading anymore. Look at that. So, you see that? I can't scroll up anymore. It's like not, it's like, it's gone. So, I, I really hope there wasn't. But if there was, know that I'm thanking you um, right now for however much it was. I can't see how much, like, I make or have made or whatever. Again, I don't, I don't even know that was a thing. But I got to go. I got about 20 minutes until this thing is done. So, I'm going to shut down my computer, pack up, and go home and shower, get a nap in, and go out. So check out Snapchat because I'm going to be posting on there. It's going to be a pretty fancy dinner and I'm not, a, I don't eat fancy. So this is going to be fun. And, um, we'll be back in America in like two days and podcasts and shit will continue and I'll let you guys, I'll keep you guys posted. Love you guys so much. Thank you for sticking around, especially if you guys talk about the whole thing. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. This is the annoying part. Just follow me. Please subscribe. Uh, and I need to do collabs. Global just donated five dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I gotta go. I gotta go. Love you guys. Seriously. Uh, I guess I was going to say Jamata, but now that I'm in Osaka, i got to change it to Hona for a while. So, みんなさん、見てくれて本当にありがとうございました。これから、あの、うまくいけるようにで、あの、いい、え、先生のお仕事でも頑張ります。これから、頑張りましょう。一緒に楽しみ、楽しみにしてます。ほな。